Blog Talk Radio. The following is a disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of the Roman Show Network, its management, or other advertisers. Hello, folks, and welcome to another edition of Russell City Radio. I am your host, George Alonso. Thank you very much for tuning in to another great episode. This is our practically our go-home episode, just like WWE is having tonight for Monday Night Raw for their upcoming, this coming Sunday, WrestleMania, but also is the go-home for two great promoters that we're going to have here on the show today. I'm talking about, of course, Orlando City Wrestling's own Braden Knight will be here to talk about Downtown Beatdown, and then we we also have former WWF superstar and Pro Wrestling 2.0 coach. I am talking about the Alex Porto. Uh, both of them will be here live on Russell City Radio to talk about their respective shows this coming week uh, at, during WrestleMania week. If our schedule is not tight enough, uh, mind you, which we're, we're going to be talking about a lot more events that we will be attending. But before we even get to that point, let me go ahead and introduce you to my sister from. Mr. I'm talking about the lollipop queen. Christina, how are you today? I am doing all right. I'm a little stressed out trying to get last-minute things together for WrestleMania week. Uh, but before I do go any further, I did want to make a small correction. Uh, the uh, title for the event is not Downtown Beatdown. It is Downtown Throwdown that Full Throttle and huh. Orlando City Wrestling will be putting together. So just in case anyone's like, wait, Downtown Beatdown, that's a new show. I don't remember that one. That's not on the list. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's downtown throwdown, guys. You're not wrong. You're not mistaken. But, yeah, you know, I'm trying to get last minute things together for WrestleMania week. Uh, trying to get meal prepping uh, down. I'm trying to figure out what to pack without overpacking and, you know, being the typical girl who overpacks way too much. I, I, I Before I get to that, uh, Brayden, if you're listening, I do apologize. <laughs> Please do not beat my butt coming this week. <laughs> Please, you are an alpha athlete. I don't need an alpha athlete on my, you know, for this. So I do apologize. But Christina, why do you women do that all the time? Why do you always overpack and overstress things? It's it's only five days. It's not like you're gonna go out away for a year. I mean, you know, if I'm gone for like two days, I'll usually pack an entire suit because you never know what mood might strike you, what you want to wear, what the weather is going to be like, what the mood of the atmosphere is going to be like at a venue. You don't know. You know, when I have all of these events planned, and I don't want to be caught wearing the same outfit twice. So you got to overpack. you got to make sure you have enough. Huh. So now I know the mentality of women when it comes to that situation. But uh, basically, with that being said, you know, thanks for the warning because now I have to make sure that that I pack up a small suitcase just to uh, <laughs> to to make sure I have enough room for you <laughs> in my, in the trunk. I mean. Yeah. Uh, but, make sure you have enough room for uh, you know a pretty well sized <laughs> suitcase and and probably a duffel bag too. Because, you know, girls don't just travel with a lot of clothes. We travel with multiple pairs of shoes. We travel with loads of makeup and hair supplies. And, you know, just just fun things all around, fun things. Well, at least now I don't have to worry about your hotel room smelling, you know, anything. (laughs) 
because now I know your hotel room will probably smell like perfume once I pick you up. <laughs> but anyway, so with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and say, guys, you know, we are definitely looking forward to this year's WrestleMania trip. It's going to be in Orlando, Florida. Again, uh, Christina and I, we are Miami natives. Where, to be exact, I will not go into that detail. But basically, we have a four-hour trip uh, up to Orlando starting tomorrow, where automatically Christina and I are already going to be jumping into the Shark Tank and getting to work. And the first show that we're going to be hitting, which is going to be – one of our guests here tonight is Alex Porto's Pro Wrestling 2.0's Legends and Heroes event that is completely stacked from the Joey Ryans to the Shane Stricklands to the Tessa Blanchards. It's going to be stacked, and we will be presenting a live pre-show for the live audience there from Russell City Radio. Christina, this is the first time you're actually conducting a pre-show. Uh, how, how do you feel about this? Um, nervous, excited, um, it makes my stomach hurt because of how nervous <laughs> I am, because I've never done anything like this before, like you said, so, you know, I want to do the best I can, you know, with any situation, regardless if I've done it many times or not at all, I always put a lot of pressure on myself to do the best that I can, and I'm hoping I don't embarrass myself or or you, so there's that. <laughs> Why not? And by the way, this time we could finally find out how he snuck that lollipop through customs. 
<laughs> so just yeah, saying. if he brings it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he'll be there. But again, guys, make sure you purchase those tickets. Pro Wrestling 2.0 presents Legends and Heroes tomorrow at the Pro Wrestling 2.0's uh, arena. You cannot miss that event. Again, going on to Wednesday, we have Atomic Pro Wrestling uh, presented by Mr. Alex Red, And then you got... Punk Pro Wrestling, which is going to be attended by myself and I believe Miss Millie Cruz. Uh, I believe you're going to be going with Grayson to Atomic uh, Pro Wrestling, so it's going to be kind of like a double duty episode to then kind of culminate to late night sleaze with uh, sleaze talk. I'm sorry, with Joey Ryan. So again, Wednesday is another busy day. How are we good, bro? How much coffee are we going to need for this trip? Um, I am probably going to make a giant batch of cold brew to have on hand as much as possible, and then I'll probably end up buying caffeine pills, which I need to write on my to-do list so I can go to the store and get <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, I do want to let you know, I even bought ourselves a gallon, a gallon of caramel macchiato iced coffee. So, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, listen. <laughs> yeah, but I still we still need to find a way to wake up. I think the the coffee in in our in our freaking uh complimentary breakfast, I don't think that's going to be enough. <laughs> as long as what? you make sure I stop at Starbucks along the way, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> Let's hope that there's a Starbucks close by. But then going on to Thursday. Now Thursday guys is our pretty much our epic center is our it's kind of like, not to make it sound, you know, bad or good, but it, it's just the truth. It's the do-or-die day for Christina and I as Russell City Radio, where we are going to be present at this mega show, Downtown Throwdown. You see, I said it right this time. At Downtown Throwdown at the Guilt Nightclub in Orlando, Florida, when Full Throttle Pro... Orlando City Wrestling and Ignite Pro Wrestling all combine into one and throw a mega show of mega shows at the Guild Nightclub. And during the pre-show, again, Christina and I will be hosting the pre-show from up in a balcony, kind of alas to WWE style when they do their pre-shows, you know, the, the kind of the predictions and so on and so forth with the Hall of Famers. We will be doing live commentary through our Facebook Live for the three opening pre-show matches, Christina, not only are we hosting a pre-show, but we're doing live commentary, talking about stacking the card on top of us. This is literally a, a pressure cooker. Oh, I mean, look, I'm already enough, under enough pressure as it is, and we haven't even left yet. Like, I'm probably going to, like, pass out or something. I don't know. <laughs> well... With, with that being said, you know, that that show is stacked. It has, I believe, a total of, of 12 matches. We will be doing also a live interview with both Dulce Garcia and Daya, presented to us by Chad Mines of the SWF. We have our work cut out for us on that Thursday night, if I say so myself. And uh, I'm just sweating just thinking about it. Now, I want to skip over Friday for a second because Saturday is the big one for you. 
and that is ROH Supercard of Honor, which you had the honor of writing out another article for the Miami Herald. Christina, you pretty much gave the preview of for this coming Saturday's Supercard of Honor uh, in Orlando, in Lakeland, Florida, uh, where, of course, the new champion, Christopher Daniels, will be defending his championship against the number one contender, Downton Castle. So basically, these are two wrestlers that you're fans of, What's your what's your take on this? Uh, do you know who you're picking for for that match? Um, it's such a hard decision because I am such a Dalton Castle fan. But you know, just for Christopher Dan- Christopher Daniels to have gone so long in this company without being a champion and out not having that title reign, I really think I truly honestly think he really deserves it. You know, I've met him on a couple occasions. You know, even back with in Manhattan, and he was just an absolute. Absolutely, he's so hilarious and so humble, so down to earth, and like I, he deserves this. Uh, you know, he's you know Christopher Daniels been in this business for a very long time, and you know Dalton Castle's been you know Dalton Castle's been in this business for a bit too. But you know, I definitely think of Christopher Daniels, this is something that he deserves, and you know, I definitely think he's gonna have a lengthy title reign, especially with you know Kazarian right by his side and. You know, Kazarian will pull out all the stops to make sure his friend will still be the champion. So that's my prediction for it. Um, yeah, but there's a, <laughs> well, lot, of, predict- a lot of... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Ladies first. You were not finished. I apologize. No, I'm done. It's fine. So. Well, okay, fine. My prediction is Christopher Daniels. I've always been a number one fan of Christopher Daniels since he even started. I met him here in, in Florida, in Fort Lauderdale, at the Bergen uh, Bergen Rodeo uh, Stadium that you have, uh, uh, that we have here in Davie, Florida, I believe it is, or, or in Fort Lauderdale. I met him at that, those events at the FOW, Future of Wrestling events. Uh, very nice guy, very down-to-earth. Uh, you know, he, he's been nice then, he's still nice now, he's very humble. So I'm really looking forward to this because you have an entertainer in Downton Castle, uh, international entertainer, mind you, and then you have a pro wrestler in Christopher Daniels. So I think it's going to, you know, reach out to many, many fans out there uh, as far as catching your attention. But one match that's catching everyone's attention from this coming Saturday is the Broken Hardys going against, how do they call them, the Bucks of Youth in a ladder match for the ROH Tag Team titles. If no one knows about this, the Bucks of Youth, Young Bucks, uh, actually lost all their Tag Team Championships in a span of two weeks. So this is their opportunity to win back at least one. And, again, Christina, I know you're a big fan of both teams, but I have to put you back on the spot again. Who are you going for in this one? You know, with a lot of uh, rumors circulating that the Broken Hardys may be making their way to the WWE soon, I kind of want to lean towards the Young Bucks. But, you know... It's such a hard decision because, you know, obviously the ladder match is the Hardys' like forte. That is their playground, something that, you know, they've been in so many of and, you know, they've mastered that sort of match. So it's a really hard decision. Yeah. So, you know, my heart tells me the Hardys, but my brain tells me the Young Bucks. If that actually, makes sense, uh, again, <laughs> again, I have to actually agree with you on that notion. Uh, because personally, I do want to see the the Hardys return at WrestleMania on the following night. 
but that's just me as a fan. You know, I, I can't speak as a professional. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. You know, I'm not an insider, neither is Christina. You know, we only do our jobs as journalists. We don't know the inside, so don't take our words as a fact and say, oh, my God, at Russell City Radio, we heard that the Hardys are going to be at WrestleMania. No, that's just our prediction. <laughs> we, we are not insiders on this. But, guys, uh, going back to Friday, we also have Brain Buster Pro on Friday night uh, up in Orlando. And not to forget, we also have Pancakes and Pile Drivers uh, as well. I'm, I'm like flabbergasted here. I, like, I don't even know where our schedule starts, where our schedule ends. You know, and then now I hear that even on Sunday after WrestleMania, Wrestling Revolver and Russell Circus are teaming up for a mega show at midnight right after WrestleMania, which you could still purchase your tickets. It's $40, and they only have a limited of 300 tickets per head uh, per, for that show. So it, it, it's – and from what I understand, they've already announced one match which includes the death machine of Sammy Callahan and Jessica Havoc going up against the world's cutest tag team of Joy Ryan and Candice LeRae for the very first time in the ring together. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I didn't know uh -oh. that. Yep, they just announced it today that basically the world's cutest tag team will be going up against death machine at Russell Circus versus Pro Wrestling Revolver on the midnight right after WrestleMania. For the first time ever, those two teams will be colliding. I, I really don't know what team to pick in that situation. <laughs> you were talking about that is a hard decision between Hardys and Young Bucks. I don't know who to pick between Death Machine and, and the world's cutest tag team. Oh, my, my heart and my allegiance lies with the world's cutest tag team. <laughs> what the, I, as much as I love Sammy Callahan and what he does in the ring, and unfortunately I have never seen Jessica Havoc before uh, live, but I, I definitely am, like, a, a fan of hers. Like, I've seen her matches many, many, many times. And she is a powerhouse. Like, I would be terrified to be around her. Terrified. So I'm assuming... Take this. I, I'm taking this with a grain of salt, Miss Christina. I'm assuming with that announcement that you're sold on that event. Yep. <laughs> so you, you see how easy it is to to get an answer out of her. All you all you hear in the background is yep. <laughs> so that, it's that easy. When you know your co-host is interested in the show, she will just tell you straight up. Yep. <laughs> That's it. So. But we'll see. We'll see if we're if tickets are still even available. Like I said, there were only a limited of 300 seats available for that event. They were going at $40 each uh, for that event. But that's even if tickets are still available, folks, it's definitely worth going because it's two of the most top, youngest companies out there, Pro Wrestling Revolver and Russell Circus in one location going up against each other, that is going to be an amazing, amazing card because both companies have great, and I mean great, rosters. So, with that being said, Christina, are you ready for our first guest? I am ready! Alright, so let's go ahead and reach out to, of course, 
Orlando City Wrestling Zone and Full Throttle Pro, I'm talking about Mr. Braden Knight. Let's go ahead and mark down his number. For some reason, I am out of breath just out of all the excitement. And no, it's not because I'm fat, folks. I can give Oh. What? You could give me what? Never mind. Hello? Hello, Mr. Knight. How are you? Hey, what's going on, guys? How's it going? Hey, Mr. Knight. Welcome to Russell City Radio. You're on with myself and, of course, the lollipop queen, Christina. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? I can't complain here, man. Just the excitement is up the roof for both of us because, you know, with all the, the work we're going to be putting in this coming week, not just with your organization but with 2.0 on Tuesday and, and so on and so forth. But the excitement, like, you know, Mr. Knight, and I'm pretty sure it's hit you too, it's kind of like that feel that, hey, when you book an event months in advance and you're saying, okay, this is another show, but finally the week comes and you're like, holy cow, the show has finally arrived. And that excitement kicks it's, in. Yeah. That's it, is, what it, I feel. it is. It's exciting. It's, it's that WrestleMania tingle that everybody gets every year, except right now it's, it's, it's closer to home, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that brings me to my first question, Mr. Knight, because, again, you run, you're run. you one of the people that run uh, Orlando City Wrestling. You also help out Full Throttle Pro, and you have this big mega show coming up, uh, Downtown Throwdown. Uh, earlier I kind of messed up the name by calling it Downtown Beatdown by mistake. But basically it's probably going to be two beatdowns as well. Oh, yes. Yes, I saved my, myself an ass kicking. But anyway, um, basically, you know, do you feel like you guys have a lot more pressure than usual when you're usually running shows? Do you feel like there's a lot more pressure running into this show? Uh, of course. I mean, it's, it's um, you know, it's the biggest week in professional wrestling of the year, you know. Um, there's, I guess I want to say there's probably about 30 shows in, in all in all that are running in Orlando. Um, so, yeah, the pressure is obviously on. Um, when you want to bring in the best talent and have the best card, um, you know, you, you, sh- you obviously you're going to have a little pressure. And, you know, leading up to it, everything being feel smooth. And a few days before you get the jitters and you're, you're like, okay, let's hope that it goes off without a hitch exactly how we have it planned. But it's pro wrestling, and we all know that nothing goes as planned, and we'll see how, how everything goes. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the freaking truth as far as what you just said. Uh, now, also, you know, when it comes to this, uh, I know a lot of people are like saying, oh, downtown throwdown, where is this going to take place? Again, guys, it's going to be at the Guilt Nightclub uh, on Saturday, uh, sorry, on Thursday. Uh, look at me, I'm, I'm freaking twisting all my schedules around. Is on, on this coming Thursday uh, where you could still purchase your tickets, but basically, Mr. Knight, let me ask you something for the fans who are tuning in right now. Uh, there's, you know, that are contemplating: Should I buy a ticket? Should I not? Why should these fans buy a ticket for Downtown Throwdown? What should they be expecting? Well, uh, not only do we have the card; I mean, the roster is is absolutely phenomenal for that that show with guys like Brian Cage and EC3, uh, Moose defending his Grand Championship uh, against TJ Marconi, um, a ladder match for the Full Throttle Pro Wrestling title. You have everything that you, you know that WrestleMania is. In our show, Downtown Throwdown, you know, the most exciting professional, independent professional wrestling event I think you're going to get of the whole weekend. Um, our front row is already sold out. 
we're almost sold out of almost all of our reserve seats. So if you want to get a ticket, I'd say get, get on that very soon. So that you're not, I mean, every, every spot that you're in in the house is great. Even on the upper balcony that we have, if you're standing over and you're you know, just watching above the ring. But uh, I, I definitely say that you want to get your tickets fast. Uh, way before Thursday, so they're you know waiting in line and being left out in the in the cold. Well, that's not really cold in Orlando, so and left out in the heat. <laughs> so you know, now that you mentioned balcony, because <clears throat> I know Christina and I will be hosting the pre-show and doing live commentary for the first live three pre-show matches. Uh, for some reason, I'm going to feel like those two Muppets from the Muppet Babies, uh, the two that will just stand there up on the balcony and just laughing, the two grandpas. I, I, which one? <laughs> Which one would I be? Huh. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm just trying. <laughs> I hear you laughing about that, Braden. and I hear that. But basically, I, I'm just sorry. I'm just picturing in my head that we're two Muppets just laughing up in the balcony. But basically, uh, Braden, you know, you're no stranger also to the WWE, uh, you know, and this being WrestleMania week. As a matter of fact, you even had a, a couple tryouts. You even showed up at one time with NXT. So this kind of hits home with you in a way, uh, saying like, Hey, I've been there. I know what 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 they look for, what how they produce, and et cetera, et cetera. How does it hit home for you this time? Um, I mean, it hit home for me, you know, easily because it's right in my backyard. But um, you know, with all that all that accolades, I mean, I haven't really been on anywhere yet with with the career. We're exactly where I want to be. I mean, you know, it's the production value. You know, I've, I've been able to you know see things that go on with WWE and take things and tweak it and, you know, do things in my shows that make it stand apart from other productions on the independent level, I feel like. Um, being that it's in Orlando, we are the entertainment capital of the world. There's no reason why professional wrestling shouldn't, um, you know, capitalize on that. Professional wrestling is the top form of entertainment, and we should be showcasing it right here in Orlando that week and doing the top shows for everybody that comes into town. So the fans go home happy and they know that, you know, independent wrestling is something that's here to stay and it's not just going to be taken over by these major companies. And what I find so awesome about you also, Mr. Knight, is that you, you in a way, you know, not on purpose nor anything, but you have had more like... Not a connection, but this is the only word I could use to paraphrase this. But you have had a connection to, like, the WWE crowd or, like, the, just the, the atmosphere of WWE because your wrestling career, your training, per se, started in New York, whereas WWE also pretty much stationed in New York out of Madison Square Garden when they were running shows. Then all of a sudden you move over to Winter Park, Florida, and then you're not only again in a mecca of wrestling community, but now the WWE moves to the uh, toward the Orlando area with the Performance Center. So, like, what I'm saying, what I'm trying to say is this: like, how is the the inner fan of you coming out of this? Like, you, here's a guy that you just started training in the New York Wrestling Connection. And you're like, and WWE is right there in your backyard. So the inner child that was in you saying, hey, I'm a WWE fan one day, now I'm a, I'm a professional wrestler the next day, must be going insane right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's great knowing every day that, you know, I can do things that I was doing on my couch at six years old with my neighbor. You know, 
and, and actually being able to do them in front of people. That's, that's the greatest part is, you know, you want to progress and you want to keep moving. And, you know, that's what I love about professional wrestling, just the performance aspect of it. And it's, um, you know, it really is like a dream come true as much as, you know, you might hear it from everybody, but it truly is that you can perform on any type of level in front of any type of fan, uh, you know, at any point and make people react to you with just a simple word or a simple gesture, you know, whether it be good or bad, um, you know, and, and have people, you know, react to what you have going on. It's, it's a humbling feeling. It's a great, it's a great feeling. Uh, it's why I love professional wrestling. And mind you, uh, you all, like I was just mentioning, uh, you know, you were talking about gestures. You know, New York, where you fr- uh, first started, uh, you know, it, it's kind of like you're making break when you start wrestling up in there because New York is a very, very, very tough crowd. You know, they they will tell you how you fe- they feel. You know, Christina has had the experience of being at a live show for Manhattan Mayhem, and she's seen how that crowd is. So did the New York crowd, did the New York feel per se, like the, hey, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. Did that also help uh, you in any way, like self-confidence or, or in your pro wrestling career? Well, mind you, that's where I grew up. I was from New York, so I've been, I've been dishing that out and dealing with it my whole life. So to me, it was just, that was just the way. It wasn't really, you know, do I have to elevate to that, to that New York level? Do I have to you know, go to a different level? Uh, you know, that's, that was a way of, of life. It was a way of accustoming. So, I mean, to an advantage on my part, is great because everybody puts that on the, you know, the, the top tier of the pedestal almost of how to perform in front of that crowd. But when you get brought up into that crowd, you know, it, it's, it's almost a blessing in disguise and you don't realize it until you're able to travel and go all the way otherwise in the country and, and see the different areas and is there any part of the country or any country that you haven't yet gone to that you will say one day I want to wrestle there? Uh, I definitely want to wrestle in the UK. Um, anywhere international. Um, Japan would be nice, obviously. Um, Vegas and Cali would be good. Um, huh. You know, I wrestled a lot on the East Coast. I'd like to venture out the West a little bit. I, I would I, now that you mentioned Japan, I would love to see you work out in Japan. Like, like, sorry that I'm pointing out Japan out of all the places that you you mentioned, but like, if you had to choose now one Japanese superstar that you would love to get in the ring with and just go strong style or or just you know go all in, who who would you actually want to go in there with? Uh I mean, there's a lot. I mean, um. I don't know. I would, I, I'd, I'd rather go there and, and learn from, from a lot of different people. I can't really go and, uh, to be honest, pinpoint one. And... Yeah, because I could honestly just say I would love to see you with uh, Hiroshi uh, Tanasha. Tanashi, sorry. Tanahashi, sorry. There you go. That's the that's the right pronunciation. But I would love to see that. I would love to see you versus Shibata, because I I've seen some of your matches, Mr. Knight, and you don't you don't hold back. You actually throw down. You you actually you could brawl. You could wrestle. You could get technical. And I would I could just imagine you with those matches. So that that's just amazing. But basically, I, I'm I'm gonna stop stealing questions here. <laughs> Just in case Christina has something that I'm stealing already from her, uh, but uh, if I have anything left, I will take over from there. But Christina, the microphone is all yours. Right. Thank awesome. you, George. Appreciate it. 
course, I want to thank you, uh, Brayden, for, for coming on the show and taking some time out of your very busy schedule because, you know, oh, thank you. I can't imagine how insanely busy and under pressure you feel with, you know, running shows versus, uh, like, the pressure that we feel personally for just the amount of shows that we have to go to. But my question is, like, what was the idea behind, like, the conception behind doing such a gigantic show and doing a partnership with Full Throttle? Like, is that something, like, you kind of had in your head, uh, knowing that WrestleMania was going to be in Orlando and, you know, kind of in your backyard? Like George said, you know, what was the kind of, like, beginning stages of you putting together this show? Um, well, it was something that, you know, Full Throttle and I come, kind of came together with um, and decided to um, do. We're here in Orlando. You know, it's our backyard. Um, why not have, you know, the top independent promotions in the state come together and do something and, you know, put something great on for the fans? And did you, like, when coming up with the conception, did you have anybody in particular in mind that you wanted to have at your show? Um, you know, when we first, we always, you know, we knew that we wanted, like, you know, Shannon Moore, uh, you know, on the show. Uh, we had, you know, different different things in mind here and there. We passed and I had off ideas um, at what we feel like at the time, this time of the year, that, you know, it would draw a good amount of people and we could have, we'd have great matches across the whole card. And before the show, you will be doing, like, a, like a meet and greet and that sort of thing for fans attending, correct? I'm sorry, what was that? Before the show, there's going to be, like, some time to, like, you know, meet and greet some of the, the stars that are going to be there and, you know, to be able to meet them for the fans in attendance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There'll be uh, there'll be time to meet fans, uh, to be all the, the superstars. Uh, we'll have a meet and greet time. Uh, as soon as you walk in, actually, there'll be a meet and greet. There'll be some wrestling going on. Um, you'll be able to meet your superstars during in, uh, the intermission. Um, and... You know, ringside, we, we like to keep the interactions, you know, um, open for the fans so that they can interact with, with the superstars as, you know, they're, they're, do, they're doing their performance as well. And with so many shows going on during WrestleMania week, I mean, as you can imagine, like you said, there's, what, 30 shows, I believe, going out through, throughout the entire week? Um, oh, yeah, there's been. Are there any other shows that you kind of have your eye on that you really want to go check out? Um, well, actually, I, I got a pretty full schedule, so I, I don't really think I'm going to be able to go and uh, check out anything per se, besides maybe uh, WrestleMania itself, if there's even time for that. Um, I'm going to be doing, you know, obviously uh, Orlando City Wrestling and Full Throttle Pro Wrestling, but I'm also uh, going to be working on the Brain Buster show on Friday. Um, also going to be with uh, FUW um, doing the tag team tournament um, here in Orlando as well, uh, and then Ignite Wrestling. Uh, on Saturday evening, um, and then hopefully uh, you will catch me also at the ACW tailgate party on Sunday. Yes, speaking of tailgate parties, me and George will be there in conjunction with Legions Media and the Roman Show putting on our own, so definitely if you have time, stop by our our little booth area, and we'll definitely be able to stop by yours and, and definitely say hi and try and hang out as much as possible with obviously our very busy sure. schedules. You know, with Russell, are you actually sure. going to the big event at WrestleMania? Uh, that is uh, to be determined so far. Um, it depends on how the schedule works out. Uh, it's possible. 
I have got access to a couple of different tickets, so I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to decide to go or not. If you do decide to go and are able to go, are there any matches in particular that you are just dying to see or dying to to see how they play out? Um, I'm just I'm a huge fan of WrestleMania in itself. You know the whole atmosphere of it. You know from the first match to the last match. Um, I mean, I like to see how this Goldberg and Lesnar angle obviously plays out. With let's see if if Goldberg can be triumphant one more time with a quick win over an opponent, or he's he's going to have to go toe to toe with the Beast. Um, but to be honest, the whole spectacle is just amazing from front to back. So. Uh, if I do go, I'm going to enjoy the whole card and a couple of beers while I'm at it. You and me both. I'm definitely going to need a couple of beers at the show to kind of like wind down and relax from, you know, my brain being in 20 different places during the entire week. But, you know, after WrestleMania week, is there is there a vacation in the foreseeable future for you or is it just back straight to work? Nope, it's it's back to work as usual, keeping the schedule, you know, uh it, wrestling business. There is no vacations, really. And what are your plans for after WrestleMania week? Like, do you have any other shows running after WrestleMania in the next coming weeks? Um, yeah. Um, let me see. Actually, uh, Pro Wrestling 2.0 on the 8th of April. Um, Ignite Wrestling following that. Um, I'll be in New York for a little bit as well. Uh, yeah, I'll, be, I'll, I'll keep busy. Keep trying to keep busy after we uh, FDPW on April twenty first. Just keeping busy. As a as a true wrestler and businessman, are just constantly keeping the wheels turning. Um, you know, from from like your point of view, what is it from like a, a fan's perspective or just a, a worker's perspective of just being involved in WrestleMania week? Like, what does it mean to you to? you know, be able to put on a show and be a part of such a historic time of the year? Um, it, it's, you know, humbling a little bit. You, it's, like you said, it's the most historic time of the year. It could be the best WrestleMania we've seen so far. Is, you know, they build every year. Um, there's going to be a lot of people in town, and there's a lot of a lot of things, you know, that people want to see, and they want to come and see a great show, and that's, that's what we, you know, hope to put on for them. Just an awesome show, WrestleMania week. And, you know, you kind of mentioned a little bit earlier with uh, talking to George how, uh, you know, you and your neighbor would, you know, kind of put on, like, little wrestling matches and stuff. Did you ever think at that age that you would be where you are today and being a part of the biggest time of the year in professional wrestling? Um, not really, no. Uh, I always wanted to play football growing up, which I I was fortunate enough to play for a while. Um, it, it never really dawned on me until I was older that I really – really wanted to actually try this and make sure that it was something that I wanted to do and uh, I'm glad I did because I've been very fortunate for great opportunities. And you know just like a lot of uh, you know not even just WWE stars but you know professional wrestlers in general a lot of them you know tend to start out in football in other sports what what was it that kind of made you decide to to kind of like turn the tables and go from a professional football career to uh, a wrestling career? Um, well, I played arena football, so I really enjoyed the entertainment aspect of playing arena football um, as a whole. And um, just 
growing up again, you know, loving wrestling and watching wrestling, I I just I didn't want to be, you know, on my couch with a family watching Monday Night Raw and saying, hey, you know, what if I actually did give it a shot? And I did, you know, I I, I didn't want to have to have that what if, that doubt, you know, of could I have possibly done something rather than actually have actually done something. So that was kind of the, the thing that clicked and was like, let's go, go, let's go to school, learn how to wrestle. And, you know, like you said, you you were from New York. You grew up in New York, which was, you know, the mecca of what WWE was back then. You know, were, did you just grow up being just a WWE fan, or did you, you know, also watch, like, WCW and other different promotions, or was it just strictly you were in, like, the WWE bubble? Um, I was I was a, a fan of everything growing up. Um, you know, I was victim of the ones switching channels and trying to catch commercials and trying to watch two different programs of WCW or WWE in two different rooms growing up. And then uh, ECW was uh, like the tape that we used to have to tape because it was on at like 2 a.m. I think or 1 a.m. So me, my same neighbor that I used to wrestle and, you know, try practice moves and stuff on each other, we used to tape it and uh, try to watch it because it was on so late at night. So ECW was, one, you know, one of my favorites growing up, but... Um, you know, wrestling was it, that was a great time in professional wrestling. It was start of the Attitude Era, the beginning of the Monday Night Wars, um, you know, the end of the Red, White, and Blue Ropes. You know, like you saying, you know, with you and your neighbor kind of like practicing moves on each other. Did you guys have your own like your gimmick, your personality, your wrestling name? Um, geez, I don't even remember to be honest with you. It was so long ago. Um. There were so many different things. Like, we didn't really, you know, it was just kind of like living room, you know, practice moves we saw on TV stuff. No real names, no music or anything. Until the trampoline at, like, 15, but that was just, we were just the same old two people. (laughs) And everybody else in the neighborhood. And how did your parents feel about these, like, you know, living room brawls you would have with your neighbors? Were they, like, concerned or just, like, don't hurt each other or... Were they just like, ah, kids are kids, boys are boys? Um, I guess what they didn't know didn't hurt them. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, I had to laugh at that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, la- I had to laugh at that one. There, there was no way I was going to keep a solid face to that answer. <laughs> yeah, my mom Sorry, was like the same way that, you know... So I have an older brother, he's two years older than me, and, you know, me and him had our, our characters and, you know, our gimmicks, and we would have promos, and we would have just all-out brawls in the living room with our, you know, wrestling buddies. Like, I would have my Macho King, and he would have his Hulk Hogan, and we would just go to town, and she would just stand there and just kind of referee the best she could. And, you know, that's where my love of professional wrestling came from, was, you know, through my brother. Like, did you, your love of professional wrestling come from a sibling or from a family member, or is it just something that you just happened upon TV one day and you just completely fell in love? I, I guess it's funny that I wanted to skip on TV one day. I mean, I wasn't so hooked onto it when I was that young, but then when I when I grew up a little bit more and me and my buddies were hitting each other with, like, old bat, baseball bats and, like, tiles and stupid stuff, uh, that's when I really kind of liked it a little bit more, I guess. <laughs> Good Lord. But now it's those stupid-ass matches. I'm sorry. 
I'm not getting hit with no damn baseball bat, no tile, no center block. <laughs> not anymore. You don't. You don't have to go through that. You you paid your dues. You don't have to hit with baseball bats or tiles anymore. Yeah, yeah. I got I took it enough when I was like 15. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, you know, obviously this Thursday will be uh, downtown Throwdowns with Orlando City and Full Throttle. I absolutely cannot wait to be there and be, ab- be able to actually meet you in person. Finally, since we've, you know, we've talked many times on Facebook Messenger, but I'm very excited for the event and to be able to, to sit down and talk with you and, and meet you face-to-face. So, Brayden, I thank you so much for giving me your time to answer some of my questions, and I can't wait to see you on Thursday. Likewise, thank you very much. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day and having me on the, the show here. And uh, and Braden, basically, <laughs> let's do the, uh, one last quick hurrah here uh, before you go for fans who are just late coming in uh, to the show. Uh, how can people purchase uh, tickets for Downtown Throwdown? And again, you know, what matches can they be expecting this coming Thursday? Well, this coming Thursday, uh, if you want to get your tickets for Downtown Throwdown, uh, you can check out OrlandoCityWrestling.com. The tickets will direct you to the Guilt Nightclub link where you can purchase tickets directly on there. Um, Or you can visit FullThrottleProWrestling.com. We also have an event going on Monday, uh, the 3rd of April. Um, If you want to check that out, too, that's with Cowgirls um, in downtown, uh, I'm sorry, on iDrive in Orlando, underneath the Orlando I. There's a pavilion underneath there. We're going to have a great show uh, in conjunction with Cowgirls Rock Bar Orlando. Um, that's going to be called Monday Night Mayhem. And that is uh, at 5 p.m. on April 3rd as well. And I've been meaning to ask you. With... Go, Go ahead, ahead what? I'm sorry. No, I was meaning to oh, ask no, you're good. you about Keep... the... <laughs> I was going to be meaning to ask you about that Monday event. Uh, for the fans who purchase tickets on that day, uh, is it also going to be like a screening for them for like Monday Night Raw because they weren't able to purchase tickets? Would they be able to watch Raw with the, the fellow wrestlers or, or what have you? How is that going to work out? Well, actually, that's a, a Monday Night has a great deal for you, too. Um, you get It's a $25 base ticket. You get your show. Uh, you get a ride on the Orlando Eye itself. You get a, a meal of a hot dog or a hamburger, uh, a drink, and a bag of chips. And you also get to uh, watch Monday Night Raw with uh, all the superstars that you see involved with Orlando City Wrestling that evening. And I believe they have another option that they just added to the website, too, which is a VIP option, which is uh, $60, and you get a two-hour open bar during Monday Night Raw after the event. Uh, (laughs) I'm like, Christina, I don't know if we're going to be able to drive back that Monday night because if I'm, if I'm, (laughs) if if I'm uh, like certain, uh, Christina, correct me if I'm wrong here. Look at me. I'm slurring my speech. Um, If I'm correct, we're also supposed to be present for that show at the Orlando Eye to present another pre-show for the live audience uh, through Facebook Live and all that stuff, through social media. But, uh, oh, my God, an open bar and watching Raw. That, that's You want to kill us, Mr. Knight. <laughs> <laughs> and you get, to, you get to hang out with all the, the top independent superstars from, from around the country that are going to be there. Buy some merchandise, uh, get some T-shirts, have some autographs, take some pictures, take some shots. 
Christina, I, I hear you all silent. I, 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 you're so silent over there, I could hear a pin drop. I think, uh, Mr. Knight, you, you made my co-host speechless. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, uh, you know, George, you can go have fun at the open bar, and, and uh, you know, I'll take one for the team, and I'll be, I'll be the designated driver for the night. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Knight, just know this. If you watch the news that night and you hear about a, a crash on the turnpike going south, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just trying to oh, make yeah. some fun out of this. It, it, it's WrestleMania week. We need to have fun, you know. So I'm just trying to make some laughs, some jokes. Uh, but, no, definitely, Mr. Knight, we are definitely looking forward to not just going to your shows and supporting not just Full Throttle, but OCW and, and everyone that's involved with your organization, Mr. Knight, but also support you and and support. And also, we can, we are completely honored to be working right beside you as well. So thank you very much for that honor. Oh, no problem. Thank you. It's, it's, it's great to have you guys. Thank you very, very much, Mr. Knight. So, again, uh, Mr. Knight, how can people contact you through social media if they wanted to do, like, a, a uh, booking of some sort? Uh, do you have an email for that? How can they find you on social media, the fans, I mean? Uh, do you have a page of some sort? And, of course, uh, we all know you're going to be at these upcoming WrestleMania shows that you just mentioned, but let's go ahead and mention it one last time for the late, uh, you know, live listeners uh, where you're going to be next live. And then that's it. All right. Well, you guys can all catch me at uh, Guild Night Club this Thursday night for Orlando City Wrestling and Full Throttle Pro Wrestling present uh, Downtown Throwdown. Uh, that event, the doors open at 5.30. Tickets are still on sale. We are sold out of the front row, but we still have some general admission available and some uh, reserved seating. Um, I'll also be at uh, Brain Buster on Friday, uh, FUW on Saturday at noon, uh, Ignite Wrestling on Saturday at 3 um, and uh, at some various um, WWN ACW events, you can catch me uh, helping out with them and um, and uh, the tailgate party Sunday. Um, and Monday. Mike, I can't forget about Monday, too. Monday with Orlando City Wrestling and Monday Night Mayhem, and uh, presented by Cowgirls Rock Bar. Uh, it's going to be a good week of professional wrestling. I hope to see everybody out there. If you need to catch me, you can catch me on Twitter, uh, at Braden Knight BC, um, also on Facebook, Braden Knight, or on Facebook with Orlando City Pro Wrestling. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's about it. On Instagram and Facebook, it's the same thing, the Alpha Elite BK and Orlando City Wrestling. Yeah, it's going to be a great week. I hope everybody has a great time. Uh, looking forward to seeing all the, the new fans in town and um, looking forward to working with you guys as well. I appreciate the time. Thank no, it's our pleasure, Mr. Knight. It's our pleasure. And we look forward to seeing you up in Orlando as we are, I'm sure we will also do a sit-down interview at one of these shows, whether it be Thursday, Monday, Saturday, whenever. We will be doing a sit-down with you up there. But, Mr. Knight, from, for tonight, I say thank you very much for joining us here tonight, and we look forward to seeing you this week. You as well. Thank you guys very much. Have a good week. My, you too, sir. Good night. All right, guys, that was Mr. Braden Knight, former football player, now active professional wrestler, and also OCW booker and promoter alongside Full Throttle Pro. Christina, we have our, our hands full. <laughs> oh, you 
listeners and fans alike, you have no idea what our schedule is and how jam-packed it is. I don't think I'm going to sleep. I feel like I'm going to sleep standing up in between shows or in the car. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need as much caffeine as possible just to make it through the week, and I'm going to need a much-needed vacation after. But, Christina, and I'm going to shoot on something. This is going to be a shoot. Here, you and I were thinking, hey, let's go to Monday Night Raw, you know, and be there live. Now, that didn't work out as planned. I'm not going to say why. But basically, we now are going to be, we are going to have the honor to work with Mr. Knight again at OCW's at the Orlando Eye. Monday Night Mayhem is like what he was calling it. And not only are we going to be watching Raw right after their show concludes, but we're going to be watching Monday Night Raw with the fellow professional wrestlers who just did a show for the live audience. So it's like, are we actually here? <laughs> are we actually doing this? Do you know what that is? Christina, I'm sorry, but my, the inner fan of me is coming out. I cannot, I can't stay professional for this week. I will be professional. Don't get me wrong. I'm not questioning that. I will be professional. But it's the inner fanboy of me cannot be hidden because it's WrestleMania week. I mean, it is, it is Christmas for wrestling fans. and it's just, it's just not one day like Christmas is. It's a whole week of just pure joy and excitement for, you know, the inner wrestling fans in us. And, of course, you know, we have to be the professionals because we have a lot of work to get done during that entire week. And I'm sure we'll be able to, you know, squeeze in some time to, to fangirl out or fanboy out, if you will. It's going to be an extremely exciting time. I'm so excited. And I actually have a point to bring up to you. Yes, ma'am. As my brother was driving me home today, he kind of made a point, and he's like, are there any stipulation matches for WrestleMania? Is there? Like, there's no there's no ladder match this year. Is there's no You're right. fight? There's You're no, right. you know, like a, a bull rope match like at Supercard? There's no stipulations. No, well, no, 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 there is one. There is one, the unsanctioned what am I street fighting? The unsanctioned, uh, I guess, street fight is what we're going to be considering it between Seth Rollins and Triple H. Huh. I totally just like because, totally forgot about it because my brother brought it up and I was like, oh no, like off the top of my head, and I was like, I don't think there are because usually you know there's the giant like ladder match with like you know six people and. It's not that this year, which I'm a little upset about. I want to see a ladder match at WrestleMania. You know, when I went to WrestleMania at, um, down in Miami, number 28, there was, you know, the Hell in a Cell match. There's, yep. there's you know, something. But I guess Unsanctioned Street Fight is, is what we get. Let me ask you something. Okay, so now that you bring up this topic, I'm going to ask on the floor what was uh, your favorite thing that you miss currently from the WrestleMania product. As you were saying, I think you just mentioned stipulations, but I'll let you answer more detailed if you like. But me, I loved, I loved the fact, and don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm a supporter of the pay-per-view, but I loved the fact that we could look into every WrestleMania for the Money in the Bank ladder match. That was the Same one here. match I missed. Same here. That it, is, you know, 
you know, people that know me personally or have, you know, seen my pictures on social media, ladder matches are definitely something I hold very close to my heart and very close to my arm, as I do have a ladder tattoo on my arm. For those who, you know, don't know me personally or never really seen my pictures on social media, yeah, ladder matches are something I definitely hold near and dear to my heart. They're something that I've always found joy in and excitement. It's never a, you know, you know, when you hear of a ladder match and you see one live, you're never going to be disappointed. There's always going to be, you know, something to ooh and ah at or, you know, be on the highlight reels, so to say. Or, you know, if you're around friends or family that are not really, you know, wrestling fans, a ladder match is definitely one of the ways to get them interested and involved. And I'm a little, I'm a little sad that it's not happening this year. I'm a little sad. I'm kind of a little upset that my brother kind of made me realize that. <laughs> uh, he hit you with a no pun intended, like our old show was called. He gave you a reality check. <laughs> oh, which, George. Oh, George. <laughs> which. Speaking, I know why you're saying old George because (laughs) I'm going to bring this up because, guys, if you were not in the studio, it was the most funniest sight ever. Um, Seeing Christina work at the Roman Show Studios and having to put up with a different side of me (laughs) on the Roman Show where I play a personality known as Dashing George Alonzo. And I even have a segment known as Reality Check. No, sorry. uh, The Dashing One's emails or something like that. (laughs) The face on Christina was was worth the price of an admission. <laughs> I so. I definitely walked into something I wasn't expecting. <laughs> um, it definitely caught me off guard. It made me, you know, a little uncomfortable. <laughs> With your what, your your cherry martinis, and you know, just the whole just character and gimmick of the dashing George Alonzo. Something that I wasn't expecting, and it was a little uncomfortable. And and to correct you, Christina, it was a cherry lollipop margarita. Uh, what was it, martini that I was drinking that day? A cherry yeah. lollipop martini. Yeah, which was the flavor that I chose for you because of my affinity for cherry lollipops. So the lollipop queen had to give you a lollipop flavored uh, drink. You trust me. You have not seen half the names that I give my mar- martinis on that show. Okay, I even came up with a cotton candy martini. So you you have no idea. <laughs> so anyway, you're just like the the radio's version of Christopher Daniels, aren't you? With his apple juice <laughs> and drinks in celebration. <laughs> God, Lee, I'm choking. But be, uh, but before we start having our live audience go out there and say, oh, my God, is there really a cotton candy martini? You know, guys, we do not condone alcohol. <laughs> you know, you're adults. You guys could decide on your own, but we do not condone alcohol. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but Christina, uh, going back to WrestleMania, you know, again, is this coming Sunday, I believe. Uh, last week's episode, we left off three matches that we never finished our predictions on. We have a couple minutes uh, before we bring on Alex Portoro on here. But I think one of the, ma- the two of the matches that we did not speak on was the women's matches. And I'm talking about the Fatal 4-Way 
and of course the SmackDown entire roster uh, match with Alexa Bliss. So, which one you want to talk about first, the Raw one or the SmackDown? Let's go with the SmackDown one. Let's go with that first. Uh, okay. So SmackDown. This is my prediction. I do not see Alexa Bliss walking out as champion that night. Um, and personally, I feel like it's going to be a surprise win. It's going to be someone you do not expect. And what I mean by that, don't automatically think that I'm talking about a veteran or something. I'm talking about like a call-up. I feel, I really feel in my heart of hearts that Asuka will be making her main roster debut at WrestleMania, especially because Triple H has already went on record and said that there's some major surprises in store for WrestleMania this year. So what could that be? Of course, Asuka being one of them, which is she's like the undefeated monster in NXT. And... Everyone's already predicting that she's going to lose to Ember Moon. So what better way to bring her up after her title loss and regain another title from Alexa Bliss? So, guys, I do expect a lot of surprises in this match. I do expect a lot of past names coming up. Uh, you know, we've even seen names being thrown around like Summer Rae and Emma, uh, Eva Marie no longer because apparently they, they released her or that they're not going to renew her contract, so you could count Eva Marie out of there. But basically, I do see a lot of past names coming up, but I'm, my money is on Asuka making her main roster debut and taking the SmackDown championship. I agree with pretty much everything you said, except for obviously it probably won't happen, but it's something that I would love to happen. is you know, for Asuka to get that call to WrestleMania, but... I want her to retain her title at NXT TakeOver. I want her to win. I want her to come in as that powerhouse that's, like, undefeated, unbeatable, has both championships, you know, on her shoulders. Uh, that, to me, that is a sight to see. To have, you know, the NXT Women's title on one shoulder and the SmackDown Live Women's Championship on the other shoulder. I think that that's a sight to see, and that's something that I would love to see is Oscar being, you know, the, the winner for both. You, I don't think that that's ever, ever happened in the in WWE. And the time that it almost did was with Kevin Owens chasing the United States Championship from John Cena, and not even that happened. So if that does happen, Christina, Oscar will be the first. It's WrestleMania. Anything can happen. Yep, agreed. So I'm glad that you and I are both on the same boat saying that we do expect Asuka to be making her main roster debut at WrestleMania. Now, going over to the Raw women's match, good Lord, talking about star lineup. <laughs> you got Charlotte, which she's obviously a flair, so you're obviously going to get greatness out of her. You're going to have Bailey, that's going to have the entire crowd. You're going to have Sasha Banks that wowed us, uh, you know, at WrestleMania uh, last year when she came out with Snoop Dogg, you know. And then you got the powerhouse, the one person that's the, the threat to all, four, all three other women in Nia Jax. I really have no idea who I'm going to go ahead and pick in this match, but I'm going to go out on a limb. And, Christina, you might not like my prediction, but I have a feeling that Nia Jax will be walking out as the new Raw Women's Champion just because of the push 
that they're giving her right now, she needs to come out of that match the winner just because she needs to prove to the fans that she's a monster to be reckoned with when it comes to the Raw women's division. So I feel like this is the open biggest opportunity Nia Jax has to finally get over with the fans, especially because it's over three of the other women that are completely loved by the fans. So I think this is Nia Jax's opportunity, and I think she will be walking out with the Raw Women's Championship. What, what do you think? As much as I do agree with you on Nia Jax, I definitely think that, you know, for her to win will definitely cement um, you know, her ability and what she can do in the ring. And I do think she is a great competitor and a great wrestler. Um, so I definitely think she has a shot. But in my head with, like, the history and everything behind this year's WrestleMania, I'm kind of leaning towards Charlotte because, you know, what was it, like, nine years ago or something when Orlando, uh, WrestleMania was in Orlando and she was watching her dad from the, you know, from ringside and, you know, that, that glorious match between uh, Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels. Yeah. I yeah. kind of like. Kind oh, of I see, see what you that, mean. Yes. You know, like kind of see that that kind of story, kind of like continue with like the Flair legacy. You know, Ric Flair, his career ended there, and you know, for Charlotte to walk away as the women's champion again, and also kind of keep going with her, you know, her constantly winning at pay per views. I just, I don't know. The story just feels right. You know, you know. Obviously, Charlotte doesn't need to win again another championship, but I can just like imagine her standing in the middle of the ring. Uh, you know, holding the title up high where the last time she was there in that arena, she saw her her father retire. And to me, I think that, you that, are I so... love that story. Holy cow, talking about mind-blowing, you just made an awesome point. Huh. I didn't even think about that. Yes, you are absolutely right. Ric Flair's last match was in Orlando, Florida. So could this be the triumph of Charlotte, Ric Flair's fall and Charlotte's triumph? Holy cow. Sorry, I'm mind-blown right now. You are absolutely right. It's what I do. I, I'm, still I going, I'm always right. <laughs> I, I'm still going for Nia Jax, but no, you're great, great nail on the coffin. Now, you see, this is why you're a journalist, <laughs> because <laughs> you, you, hit the, you, know, you hit the nail on the coffin. So... Now I see why people choose you. <laughs> so, no, holy cow, I'm still speechless. <laughs> Congratulations. There's not every day I'm speechless. I huh. make everyone speechless every day, George. It's nothing new. Stop lying to the fans. <laughs> I make you speechless day in and day out. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> no comment there. Um uh, <laughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. But let's speak up. Uh, basically, know, we had some time beforehand. I'm assuming we do, right, George? Yeah, we do. We have uh, like about nine minutes till we reach out to Mr. Porto. Okay, let's let's talk about um, some other shows we have lined up. Let's talk oh, about. God. Yeah, I know. Oh, <laughs> I almost don't want to bring it up because it's such a giant, you know, thing to talk about. But uh, yeah. let's bring up Supercard, another another event that I am over the moon excited about is Ring of Honor yep. Supercard of Honor. Yep, which like I said earlier, you know, you did an article for the Miami Herald uh, previewing 
you know, of course, the uh, Supercard of Honor uh, preview. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Ure gave your prediction on Christopher Daniels and Dowden, uh, and you also gave your prediction for the Hardys and, of course, the Young or the Bucks of you. Sorry, Hardys. But basically, <laughs> there's one match that also has everyone's eye, and I know it has your eye too, Christina. And I'm talking about Adam Cole going for the ROH Television Championship against the villain, Marty Scroll for the very first time. I, oh, I'm so over the moon. Like, I was a little bit hesitant because of, you know, there was kind of some rumors circulating. And I still think the rumors are there. If anybody watches the YouTube channel called Being the Elite, it's a Young Bucks YouTube channel, and they have Adam Cole on there, and they have Kenny Omega. And there's been a, a, a personal rift between Adam Cole and Kenny Omega, if you guys have been keeping up to date with the YouTube channel and being the elite. I was really, really hoping that Kenny Omega would make an appearance at Supercard. In my head, I still think it's going to happen. I'm being very hopeful and being very wishful thinking here. But I really, 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 really hope that Kenny Omega is going to make some sort of an appearance and, and cost Adam Cole the, the television championship. Yeah, like, seriously, like, I'm hoping for the same. Because everyone right now is counting down to a Adam Cole versus a Kenny Omega match. Because I don't know where this rumor started, okay? But rumors have been circulating that Adam Cole has been in contact with the WWE and even has signed a contract. There is yet to be any confirmation on that. So I don't know where that's coming from. I don't know how it started. But basically, ever since all of this, people are saying, oh, this is Adam Cole's farewell. Let's, like I've said this week in and week out, Christina, let's ride the wave. Enjoy the show. Don't jump to conclusions, okay? Because then you're assuming, and that makes, I I don't want to say it. (laughs) That makes a fun time for everybody. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, so do not assume that this is Adam Cole's farewell, because Adam Cole has been giving us five-star classic matches all over the independence, and ever since he became a a staple in the ROH, you know, product. So, if he goes, good for him. If he doesn't, hey, he's still giving us some five-star classics at ROH. So, either way, it's a win-win. But. We'll see and enjoy the ride. Now, another thing, guys, which is a international dream match, which basically has me up up the wall, and I'm talking about the international tag team showdown between the aerial assassin Will Ospreay teaming up with Volado Jr., I hope I said that right, versus the unstoppable high-flying machine Dragon Lee and Jay White. I, I don't even think I could talk that as fast as they could move. That talking, Christina. Look, any match I mean, with you know somebody of the caliber of Will Ospreay and and Dragon Lee and Jay White and Volodar Jr. It's going to be a spectacle. It's going to be, you know, I would say probably one of the matches of the night. You know, you have such a stacked card. 
you know, with the Hardys and Young Bucks, Adam Cole and Marty Sproul, Dalton Castle, Christy Daniels. But I think those four gentlemen are definitely going to pull out all the stops to put on a fantastic match. I mean, I have had the pleasure of seeing Will Ospreay live when I went to Manhattan Mayhem, and it was my first time. And seeing him live is a totally different experience than watching him on TV. I don't understand how that man's body works. I don't get it. (laughs) You and I both. Okay. There's two matches, more other matches I want to talk about. Christina, you are obviously the guru when it comes to ROH and what they're planning. But there is two more matches I want to bring up, and that is the Briscoes, Jay and Mark, teaming up with Bully Ray to go against the Bullet Club of Hangman Page and the Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatonga and Tonga Roa. Which, by the way, Bully Ray went as far as actually making a video promo on social media saying how both of Haku's sons, which is the Gorillas of Destiny, were his students. And now for the first time ever in his entire career, he's going to be stepping in the ring with two students. So not only is this going to be professional, but it's going to be personal for Bully Ray and we're going to be there live to witness it. Christina, I, I don't know what kind of comment I could say to make this match justice, but that match is going to be off the wall insane. Yeah, I love the fact that you brought up the point that, you know, the Gorillas of Destiny were former students of Bully Ray in his school. He's definitely going to give it to them. 100% he's going to give everything he has. Like, you know, no doubt he wouldn't do it any other way, but... You know, for him to have his students in the ring and going against them, he is going to put them to work. He's going to make them learn something new. You know, in wrestling, you always are constantly learning something new with every match you're in and, you know, different styles, different countries and stuff. But, you know, to mm-hmm. on that grand stage, Foley Ray's going to teach his students some more. And I am fully excited to see what he has, up, what he has planned and what he has up his sleeve. And then there's one match that you're definitely looking forward to that has to do with Cowboys. So I'll let you talk about that one. Christina, take it away. You know what Cowboy match I'm talking about. Yes, I do. And it was, you know, a fun teaser that he kind of gave me for that. Um, yeah, but the match we're talking about is obviously it is Jay Lethal versus the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. And when I had the pleasure of interviewing Cody Rhodes, which you can check out and uh, you know, a past episode of Reality or Russell City Radio. See, George, you got me all all tongue tied. <laughs> bringing up reality no earlier. But yeah, uh, you know, when I had the uh, the opportunity to interview Cody Rhodes at Manhattan Mayhem, he you know gave me a little bit of tidbit that you know Jay Lethal would be dressing up as a cowboy because they were going to have a traditional bull rope match. Which George, if you want to explain what a bull rope match is for you know the listeners and fans that. Don't quite know what it is because my nephew had to ask me today and I had to let him know what it was. Go ahead. Hmm. Well, basically, you'll be, it's kind of like a strap match. Uh, you, except it's not a strap. You'll be hooked together by a rope, a cow rope. And in the middle, you'll have a cow bell 
that you could be using to your advantage in the match, which, by the way, has always been a big staple in every Dusty Rose classic bull rope match. Uh, I'm talking about the the cowbell. So basically, you'll be strapped together by a cow rope and a cowbell right in the middle that you could use to your advantage. And on top of that, uh, you know, to in order to win the match, you actually have to touch all four corners of the ring. So it's the same stipulation as a regular strap match, but except it's a lot more dangerous because you have a bell involved that could pretty much concuss you <laughs> to the next oblivion, and, and you won't even know how many times you touch the corner. But anyway, so and this is between two fabulous uh, wrestlers in Jay Lethal that makes every match look like a five-star classic, and, of course, the son of Dusty Rhodes in the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. So definitely we will be seeing a lot of the old-school Dusty Rhodes being played in there, but then you got Jay Lethal that will, you know, make up for the other end. So it's going to – I cannot wait for that match. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal. The entire Supercard of Honor – is going to be phenomenal. Other names to be uh, arriving on that on that show, of course, uh, is the Kingdom of Matt Taven and Vinny Mar. Mar- I can never say his last name. <laughs> of course, Frankie Kazarian, Silas Young, the Beer City Bruiser will be there. Punishment Martinez will also be there. The Motor City Machine Guns of Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin will also be there. But don't forget, the Women of Honor will also be in the house with Kelly Klein, Andy Leon, Deanna Perrazzo, Sumi Sakai, Jenny Rose, and Faye Jackson, a former guest of us uh, of ours here on the show. So, guys, make sure you go to your uh, to purchase your tickets at ROHWrestling.com right now for the Supercard of Honor this coming Saturday. And also make sure you keep in track with, of course, the Lollipop Queen over here as she is basically bringing you all information of ROH for in the weeks to come with, of course, the Miami Herald. So congratulations on that, by the way, Christina. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. For those who don't know what we're talking about, uh, go on either of our Facebook pages or if you're friends with Mr. Jim Barcelone, who is very loved and near and dear to the South Florida Independent Promotions, uh, or just go on the Miami Herald website under the, the fighting columns and look for my preview for uh, Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor. It is worth the read, I promise you. Agreed. And she's have made it so. <laughs> She's actually sat down and had a Q&A with Miss Kelly Klein. Uh, she's also had another great, uh, you know, sit-down interviews with the Hardys that you could hear in the previous episode here at Russell City Radio, but also from Miami Herald. And also now coming up this coming Saturday, you man, we're talking about how heavy our schedules are, Christina. Your schedule is double heavy because not only are you representing Russell City, but you're representing the Miami Herald. So it's like, holy cow. <laughs> Not just one hand is full, but your other hand is full too. I'm basically gonna be like uh, Stretch Armstrong, you know those like toys <laughs> that everyone got in like Christmas that I don't understand what they were filled with to make them stretch that far. <laughs> but anyway, point of the story is, is I'm gonna be stretched in like 15 different ways. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm probably gonna be. I'm. I'm just gonna need a vacation afterwards. I'm already thinking about it. It's overwhelming me. Um. 
if you read your fine print of your contract to Russell City, your vacation days do not enter until one year full of employment. <laughs> that don't don't tell me that, George. Come on. Don't tell me that. <laughs> I deserve a vacation, god darn it. A lollipop team <laughs> needs to relax. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk later. But anyway, guys, now it's time to reach out to the former WWF superstar and the coach of Pro Wrestling 2.0. I'm talking about Mr. Alex Porto. Let's go ahead and reach out. This is Alex. Uh, hello, Mr. Porto. How are you? This is George and Christina from Russell City Radio. How are you? Hey, guys. Are, are we live yet? Yeah, we're we're on live. Okay. How are you guys doing? Uh, good, good, Mr. Porto. How are you? Oh, doing fine. Thank you. That's awesome. Uh, Mr. Porto, uh, before we start your interview and all that stuff, let's go ahead and start talking about your upcoming show this coming Tuesday, Legends and Heroes. You're practically kicking off the WrestleMania week for everybody. And your show is stacked with some great talents from the Joey Ryans to the Tessa Blanchards to the Shane Stricklands. The list goes on and on. Tell us what the fans could be expecting for your show. Well, you should expect a good show. I mean, we've got uh... – a lot of great talent in the area. Of course, we're right here in Orlando where, you know, practically everybody lives. Uh, so, um, and, you know, we're just uh, on the road from Tampa. And that's where the other crew's at. So we'll be bringing them all in for tomorrow night, and it should be a good turnout. That That's amazing. And at what time it will be bell time for Legends and Heroes, Mr. Porto? Uh, tomorrow, 7 o'clock, sir. Awesome. So, and are tickets still available? Like, where can they purchase the the tickets for your your upcoming show, Mr. Porto? Uh, you can go to prowrestling20.com. Uh, tickets are online. You can save five bucks online uh, between now and tomorrow at noon to uh, to take advantage of that. Awesome. Guys, you trust me, you do not want to miss this show. You know, originally, I'm going to go on a shoot here. Christina and I were not supposed to be in Orlando till Thursday or Wednesday. But when we saw this show and we saw, oh, my God, Alex Porto is running a show on Tuesday and we're going to be in Orlando anyway, let's go ahead and get, show up a little earlier. You know, and, you know, of course, I went ahead and messaged you, Mr. Porto, and, and we were able to work out a, a good little business deal where we're going to be providing your live audience with a, a pre-show. But also, Mr. Porto, we're going to be able to be there to watch this show. So take that as an advice to you fans. We're coming from Miami, four-hour trip, and we decided, hey, we're going to go up early because of this show. So take that as advice. If we're doing that, so should you. Make sure you visit Legends and Heroes kicking off the WrestleMania week this week. Uh, Mr. Porto, it, does that, like, leave you with any kind of pressure by saying this is the first show of the most important week of a wrestling fan? No, not at all. I mean, I've been around this business since 1987. I'm very comfortable with the talent we have. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, it, it's just teamwork. We all, you know, we all put it together and make a show. It takes everybody. So uh, if you got the right talent, you got the right show. Yeah, and I, I believe you even call your your students and everyone that you work with the A talent. If I'm correct, right? 
Well, we like to think that, uh, you know, uh, that's more geared towards, you know, uh, all of our upper guys and, uh, uh, it, it is an A-talent staff, and, um, and, and you know, that's, uh, that's what we bring to the table. And, and uh, so there's no false advertisement there for sure. That, that's, um, that's great. And let me just say for the record, I, when I was growing up, Mr. Porto, I was a huge fan of you uh, growing up into the WWF days when I used to see you come out as the pug. You know, it, it was an amazing, amazing feel. As a matter of fact, I think I even saw you here live one time in the Miami arena, uh, Russell here. So it's an honor that I'm even on the phone with you right now. Uh, but basically, and here's a guy that was growing up idolizing you, Mr. Porto, and now tomorrow I'm getting this chance to work beside a guy I idolize. It's a complete honor for me. So, Mr. Porto, what, I, what I'm going to ask next how do you feel like the business has uh, evolutionized, and what are you doing to bring it, you know, to your school at Pro Wrestling 2.0? Well, the business has definitely changed. I mean, there's nowhere really to go to learn anymore how to wrestle. You know, there's no territories out there anymore. So uh, that's why the schools have developed. You know, you can come into a school like ours and and uh, and, and and learn in six or eight, ten months uh, to a year uh, what what took me 30 years to learn. You know. Uh, or a guy like Timmy Callahan when he does his open ring nights. I mean, here's a guy that's all over the world, got many belts, and, you know, uh, you become a part of our program and, and you get to pull the knowledge that he has. And, uh, you know, we've got uh, Jesus Rodriguez, one of the luchadores out of California that was with uh, Ricardo, uh, was formerly Ricardo Rodriguez. Uh, he's got a lot of good stuff. So we've got a twist of uh, a little bit of everything. You know, we've got Santana Garrett running uh, – the Lady Warriors program on Monday nights, and uh, so we've got quite a uh, quite a bit to choose from here. And um, um, the, the business has changed; it really has. Um, uh, there's not, I don't think, as many people uh, as interested, uh, you know, as it was, you know, 30 years ago when I broke in in 1987. Uh, it's just, you know, making it in pro wrestling is like winning a lottery ticket. It's uh, far and few in between, but uh, yeah, it still it still can be done. And that's an amazing answer. So, and mind you, you mentioned some three amazing coaches that you've actually you know guest coached at your school, Sammy Callahan. As a matter of fact, Santana Garrett, like you said, uh, coaches your your women, uh, you know, and, and and so on and so forth. But <coughs> excuse me, but they all bring a different style to the ring. You know, like like the Ricardo Rodriguez brings that lucha style. Uh, Sammy Callahan can bring you the technical all the way to the brawling. Santana, the high flying technical brawling you know how important is it that you teach your students don't just learn this one style learn them all well it's very important like i like i told you know uh many students i mean ricky string steamboat does an arm drag totally different than brad armstrong you know uh there's there's guys that grab a headlock a different way and there's many different ways out there steven regal has a different style than bobby eaton you know you have to find out what fits you so, you know, um, as you work with these guys and then you filter what's good for you and what's not, and, and you become yourself. 
And mind you, that's how you were when you even wrestled yourself. You you brought your amateur style wrestling to the wrestling ring and to the televisions of millions of millions of viewers. So basically, it was you you were practically one one of the first uh, because of course Bob Backlund you know was also an, a wrestler. You uh, the the Iron Sheik, but you were one of the first to be televised in a while since that time uh, to be shown on the WWE programming. And do you feel like they took to you as they took to uh, Bob Backlund, the Iron Sheik, and uh, Ken Patera, et cetera, et cetera? Well, you know, I've got to be honest with you. I was in a different category than those guys. I mean, those guys were big major stars, you know. And, uh, um, I, you know, I, I don't want to discredit myself, but when I was brought in in WWF in 96 and 97, uh, I wasn't really brought in for a, a main roster guy. You know, I was there, and I'm proud to be there. It was the best production I ever worked for in my life. But it, it wasn't my best. Uh, it wasn't my best matches ever. I mean, I, I worked with some of the best talent in the world. But uh, at the same time, you know, I was there for a certain reason. Um, you know, I, I wasn't pushed like a guy like Bob Backlund or or you know Kurt Angle. You know, these guys they had different credentials coming in a little bit. You know. Um, Higher quality work, should I say? Maybe, and I'm not trying to discredit myself, but uh, yeah. like I said, I, I, I'm not Bob Backlund. I'm not the Iron Sheik. I'm Alex Porto. I mean, uh, uh, there, there, there was a reason they brought us in. And, you know, it was <clears throat> kind of a secret behind that. Um, they, uh, they were tired of uh, going to all these different towns and shooting TV, and all the local guys that were showing up. You know, they could wrestle, but they didn't look like wrestling. Uh, they didn't have muscles. They they didn't have a tan. You know, uh, had a little bit of knowledge, but uh, so they thought, well, heck, let's bring in a crew. We could put them on the road. Uh, they look like you know, look like wrestlers. They, we could put some gimmicks on them, and uh, and we'll use them to get our guys over on Monday Night Raw, and then on Superstars on Tuesday, we'll get those guys over. So uh, it was kind of a give and take thing. Um, you know, they brought in Tom Brandy and Salvatore, or, or yeah, uh, Sal Sincere. Um, Freddie Joe Floyd, uh, Bill Irwin, the goon. Um, who else was it? Um, um, Jim Neidhart came back as the who, which, well, I, you know, <laughs> anyway, but, uh, they, you know, they had a, they had a special spot for us. Uh, I didn't really realize what I was getting into when I came up there, but, uh, it, it came with a paycheck. So I just rolled with it. Well, you know, with with that being said, like I'm gonna go ahead and say something like uh, a fan for two seconds of your time, like I when those names that you brought up, yes, I remember when Jim Neidhart was actually called back in as the Who. I was actually sitting front row when he wrestled. Uh, I believe it was the Undertaker at a live Mi- uh, Miami Arena show, but basically, um, I I always question myself, Mr. Porto, how in the God's name did Mr. Irwin get to wrestle in those ice skating shoes? <laughs> I never understood that. <laughs> I, I was right. like, that's yeah, probably no, the most... I don't know. I, uh, he was, you know, he was a hockey, he was a hockey player uh, in his youth growing up, and uh, that's just kind of the, the gimmick that they gave him. So I, I think he really enjoyed it. I don't know how he did it, <laughs> but uh, he, he, he did do it, that's for sure. Bill Irwin was in those hockey boots. Yeah, I, I was there just saying, how is he keeping his balance? He he has to run in those things. And I, I was like, oh, my God, that must be the most uncomfortable feeling in the world. But with the uh, with the gimmick that was provided with you, well, te- technically, 
gimmick with the pug, but you were also an amateur wrestler. Uh, you know, with the pug, uh, how did that come about? Like, where did the the name the pug come from? Well, you know, um, I've told the story many times on other podcasts, but uh, when they flew us into New York and took us up to Titan Towers, and they they gave us a tour and. Everybody met Vince and hello, blah, 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 blah. And then we went to a place uh, in there. It's called Creations. Um, and they asked us all the characters that we had done. And, uh, you know, I told them about the beach bully in Dallas and the dirty white boys in Tennessee and, uh, you know, just Alex Porto over in Japan and in Puerto Rico. And the last thing that I told them was that I was an amateur wrestler in high school four years before I ever got in the business. And um, and believe it or not, um, after I left and got home, about a week later, Bruce Pritchard called me. He said, listen, you're going to be an amateur wrestler. You just came out of college. Uh, right now we're thinking about calling you the Pug or the Pitbull. We're not sure yet. So uh, they ended up going with the Pug because at the time, Craig Pittman was the Pitbull in WCW. So that's uh, how they reverted back to the Pug, and that's where it came from. Huh. Huh. That, that's That's an interesting story, because I, I like uh, again I was a fan of you. Like uh, I, I know I mentioned that plenty of times when we first started this interview, but I was always wondering why did they call you the pug? <laughs> like yeah. Where, yeah. where where was that coming from? So now I got the answer, and I appreciate you sharing that with me. So yeah, you know, it, it, and I'm I'm not gonna do the same thing what I did to poor uh, Christina here, my my co-host. Uh, I stole a lot of her questions in the first interview, and I felt very bad. So I'm going to go ahead and pass the microphone over to her, which I, I know she's very excited to speak with you as well, Mr. Porto. And if I have sure. any questions left, I'll, I'll, I'll take over from there. But, Christina, the microphone is all yours. Hello, everybody. Hello, Mr. Porto. Porto. And I want to thank you, first of all, for you know taking the time out and, and coming on to the show. But I really, really want to talk about, you know, obviously the events you have going on for this week during WrestleMania. Obviously with tomorrow kicking off WrestleMania week with your Legends and Heroes show, which George said me and him will be there to do the pre-show and be involved as much as possible. You know, what 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 was behind the decision to, to put on a show during WrestleMania week? Was it an easy decision, like a no-brainer, or was it something well, that kind of just slowly built up? Well, you know, we started uh, Pro Wrestling 2.0 uh, last May 1st, um, and uh, the the intentions of starting Pro Wrestling 2.0 Training Center was just to run a school, and uh, the first night that we had our open house, it was, uh, we had probably six or eight people turn out, maybe just a couple signed up, and I thought, well, heck, I'm just going to, I'm going to have to run a show and get this thing popping a little bit and get some, uh, you know, get some excitement going here. So we ran our first show um, uh, June of last year, and uh, we've ran monthly ever since then. And uh, it's just built up, and it's gotten better and better. Um, and, of course, you know, uh, this is uh, the biggest time of the year for everyone, and, and we're right in the heart of, you know, Orlando, the capital of pro wrestling. And um, so, you know, uh, all of our shows are very good shows, um, you know, but uh, Legends and Heroes – It will be special. It will, you know, it'll be a super show for us. We've got Joey Ryan coming in. We've got uh, TNT, which a lot of people aren't familiar with those guys, but they are the Dudley twins, sons of Devon Dudley. Um, you know, Tessa Blanchard, uh, Shane Strickland, um, Betta Scott, you know, Mila Nanicki. Uh, we've got the Blossom Girls coming in, um, Chris Silvio. So 
you know, we've just got a lot of good talent in the area, and we try to utilize that and uh, and and, uh, and 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 put on the best product we can we have to offer. And you know, and, like, and like if mentioned I mentioned the board. Tr- oh no, go. I'm sorry, Chris. No, Christina, I apologize. I apologize. Let me just cut in here for two quick seconds. You mentioned some great, great names there, and now with the the evolution of these new names uh, that you currently work with, you know, like who do you now? And again, Christina, I'm sorry for cutting you off. I, I feel bad. Um, with, who do you feel is like one of the best unsigned talents that you currently work with? Because all these great names that you just mentioned have had some great opportunities, no matter where they've been, like WWE, uh, NWA, Japan, you know, ROH. But then you have these opportunities. Now you have these great young batch of students or great batch of veteran stars in the independents who have taken over, per se, mm-hmm. like the Shane Stricklands, the Joey Ryans, and per se. And, and, you know, who do you feel like is one of those best unsigned A talents that you're currently working with? Um, well, you know what? They're all good. And there was a few I didn't mention. We've got Leo Rush. We've got Darby Allen. Uh, we've got Rhett yeah. Giddings. We've got Jason Cade. Um, but I would have to say right now, to be honest with you, uh, the top guy in this business right now that's running the independence would be Sammy Callahan, hands down. Hmm. Yeah, I, I remember when he did his uh, his gimmick in the NXT with the, the hacker gimmick. I think it was uh, Solomon Crow. I think was his name mm-hmm, on there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, uh, like with the Solomon Crow, and again, he's one of your main coaches. Uh, like, what do you, like if you don't mind me uh, sharing your opinion on this? It, but what do you think happened with the Solomon Crow? Why why do you think it didn't work out for Mister Callahan? Well, I'll tell you why it didn't work out because they were holding him back a little bit. You know, he was ready to go. I mean, uh, there's a lot of guys in NXT that could be. Raw or SmackDown superstars, there's just not a lot of room up there for them. So it's only a, a there's only a certain guys that can do what can, what Sammy Callahan did. He asked for his release because he's making a ton of money on the weekends around the country and around the world, you know. And uh, NXT had him strapped down for you know you know I don't want to say a little bit nothing, but compared to what he's doing right now, I mean you know Sammy's working every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every weekend. You know, averaging you know uh, several thousand dollars you know a weekend. So uh, plus not including his merchandise, you can't do that at NXT. Um, so you know most guys um, sacrifice sitting at NXT, thinking that they're going to be on Raw or SmackDown within a few years. And some do, and some don't. But uh, Sammy, you know, fortunately for him, he's got enough talent to where he can ask for a release and he can get out and do his own thing. Well, yeah, and very good point. And and mind you, there like uh, I, that's another gimmick I was actually a fan because um, there was some footage that was actually leaked out uh, of Sammy Callahan and Kalisto, formerly known as Samurai del Sol, here in South Florida, um, when they first started their gimmick per se in in the WWE, when they leaked out footage of Kalisto uh, doing like these glow stick kind of gimmick. And then the lights turned off, and then you'll see the lights turn back on, and you'll see Sammy Callahan in the ring with an iPad. And then he will touch the iPad again, and the lights will turn off. Like, do you do you think that was the right gimmick for? Because again, I, I, you were brought in into the WWF when they were doing these gimmicks. Do you think that Sammy was given the right gimmick for his character? 
You know what? I I, I I didn't see that. I don't know. But I, what I do know is the same Ian Callahan that you see today or tomorrow or any time on the weekends in the, across this country is Sammy Callahan. The best character you can be is you. When you are a gimmick, people read through that. They see that. Gimmicks are no good anymore. The Rock is The Rock. Steve Austin is Steve Austin. The Undertaker is The Undertaker. Kurt Angle is Kurt Angle. And that's why these guys make money and draw money, because they are themselves. You have to be you, because people read through gimmicks. It's not about gimmicks anymore. Gimmicks are done. Yep. I I completely yeah because that's what uh, Mr. Levesque, aka Triple H, actually said uh, on a couple of interviews that he's done with various news uh, broadcasts, saying that hey the fans are not you know any like the fans of the 80s and 90s they're smart now they know when things are real they know when things are you know are are gimmick they know everything so this is the toughest time for us to be wrestlers to tell stories because the fans know everything sometimes they even know what's happening behind the scenes so yes, you're right your, you know to Tell us, in your opinion, Mr. Porto, like, is it even hard for you in this case? Well, no, not necessarily. I mean, you've got a lot of Internet geeks out there that think they're, you know, they think they know what's going on, you know, and some of them do, some of them don't uh, in some ways. Um, it's easy to sit behind a computer and be somebody that you really aren't. Um, you know, uh, the Internet's kind of killed it, to be honest with you. Uh, that's why, you know, uh, everything's very, very kayfabe even more than what it used to be now because uh, you, you can't even you can't even tell anybody uh, anything anymore because it, it's on the internet the next day and you know uh, and even even all these independent matches nowadays I mean some of these some of these everything's on YouTube the next day you know whether it's good or bad you know and and you know back whenever I was breaking in if the match was wasn't very good then then you didn't broadcast it you didn't show it you didn't get it out there you know. Um, there's things to show and there's things not to, you know. Um, but uh, unfortunately, you know, for the business, our hands are tied, you know, so to speak, right now on things like this. Well, it's that that's what I'm, man, talking about freaking, uh, <laughs> talking about touchy subject. So, anywho, uh, Alex, I, I, I had interrupted Christina a little earlier. And I apologize to you, Christina. I just had needed to just jump in on that subject because that was like a green light for me. I had to jump in on that. So, Alex, we'll, we'll continue this talk, and even if it's in person t tomorrow when we're at your, your show. But, uh, Christina, I, I don't know if you had any other last questions or any other preceding questions, uh, but go ahead. No, I just wanted uh, to have Alex kind of, you know, Tell everybody about the event he has going on for the weekend, so you know everyone is well informed. And you know, if they're in the you know Orlando area and don't really have shows planned or don't know really what to do, I just kind of wanted him to to talk about his shows going on and and all the festivities he has planned for WrestleMania. So, Alex, you can go ahead and take the floor. Well, you know, we've got legends and heroes. We've got uh, we do have open ring on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, here at the school, any of the local workers that like to come out and get in the ring, it's only 25 bucks and, and a sign waiver, and, uh, you know, we'd love to have you. Uh, we generally have our students here, and they'll be here as well. Uh, Friday, I'm at WrestleCon. Uh, Saturday, uh, I'll be uh, wrestling uh, 
at 12 o'clock noon downtown Orlando for the uh, Briscoe Brothers uh, Memorial Tag Team Cup. Uh, Kevin Sullivan will be there, Brian Blair. Uh, a lot of the uh, Florida legends will be on that uh, show as well. I don't know if there's been much coverage on that. Uh, anyway, uh, I'll be on that. And then, of course, uh, Sunday will be WrestleMania. Um Let's see. Uh, other than that, I mean, you know, that's about it. Uh, you know, we've, we've got a pretty stacked week ourselves, you know, like everybody else does. But there's several shows in the area, a lot of good talent in the area, um, all the talents in the area. Uh, a lot of good shows out there, you know, uh, Ring of Honor being Lakeland. Um, uh, there's, you know, Sammy Callahan's actually got a show at midnight, uh, more than Mania, something like that, uh, at the Plaza off of Bumby Avenue. That's uh, just after midnight, uh, the night of Mania. So um, a lot, lot going on, you know. So uh, this is just a little scratch of it here at Pro Wrestling 2.0. Yes, everyone, you heard it from the man himself who will be there running the event. It is going to be a jam-packed week. It's just like I said earlier in the show, it's literally Christmas for wrestling fans. You know, you have so many opportunities to see all of your favorite stars. I am absolutely ecstatic to be able to be a part of the Legends and Heroes pre-show. And, Alex, I cannot wait to actually meet you in person instead of just, you know, having this, uh, you know, interview on our show. I'm very excited to meet you in person, and I cannot wait to kick off my WrestleMania week with you and at Legends and Heroes. I thank you so much for coming on our show and, and taking the time out to, to sit down and talk with us. And thank you so very much. Absolutely. Look forward to having you guys. Be safe coming up from Miami, and uh, looking forward to meeting you as well. Alex, you know, it, it, the, 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 the question has to be, will we survive Miami traffic? <laughs> that, that's the main question. <laughs> well, you got to leave it because, like 3 a.m. <laughs> that is true. That, 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 I have to say, is true. You know, it, the, the Miami traffic is, is completely horrendous. So no matter what time you leave now, they, have you been down to Miami lately, Alex? Yeah, we, uh, you know, I live here. We go down about twice a year. It is, it's jammed up down there, I mean, all the time. Uh, I, I remember last time we went down a few months back, I just pulled off and went to L.A. Fitness there in North Miami until all that traffic died down, and then we got back on the road. But uh, that traffic down there is brutal, man. <laughs> Ain't that the freaking truth? So, um, you know, I just need to bring up some last couple little topics here. Uh, you know, where I have to ask, uh, you know, one of the main things, one of the main staples of WrestleMania week, of course, is the Hall of Fame. Uh, Kurt Angle, uh, you know, Olympic wrestler just like yourself, is being the headliner of the Hall of Fame this year. Uh, something that a lot of people were like, are we ever going to see Kurt Angle back in the WWE ever again, especially during his long tenure in the TNA? What what do you think about this about this shocking announcement that just hit like I think it was shown on ESPN Deportes first? Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? To me, it's not shocking. I mean, it's just a matter of time. I mean, Kurt Angle earned his position in this business. I mean, I remember when he came in um, in 1997, 98, right after I had finished up in WWE. Um, I was the Kurt Angle before Kurt Angle, but, you know, Kurt Angle was a gold medalist, and he had a lot more, uh, you know, worldwide coverage and, and, and media attention, so, you know, he was a much bigger star when they brought him in, you know, but uh, I think that when they saw 
when they saw the pug, you know, as an amateur wrestler, uh, then their 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 idea was, well, let's get let's get a real gold medalist in here and see how that works. And and I'm happy for Kurt. I mean, he's earned it. Um, I, I know Kurt. He's good people. Um, you know, he's been through a lot, and um, but but well deserved. Um, um, you know, I'm I'm happy to see him back in WWE, and uh, it's just uh, uh, he's always been a top performer and still is. Yeah, and would you be present at the the Hall of Fame, Alex? Uh, is that something that maybe one day uh, we could see a future like Alex Porto in the Hall of Fame? Because again, you were one of the staples of, like you said in in the beginning of the interview, in the gimmick days, uh, you were one of the mainstays of that. On top of that, you know, you also were one of the first Olympic, uh, uh, I mean, sorry, uh, like Olympic style wrestling uh, in the WWE roster. Like, do you ever see yourself there, or or maybe? Maybe would you be in attendance just watching the Hall of Fame ceremony? Well, uh, you know, I, I I don't think anybody really knows if you're ever going to go in or not. You know, that's just, uh, I mean, that's a long shot, to be honest with you. I mean, I, you know, uh, once again, I mean, the the Pug was a mid-card wrestler. I mean, I wasn't a huge star. Most of the guys that are in the Hall of Fame are their top, top guys, um, you know. But you never say never, uh, you know. But, um uh, yes, I will be there on. Um, uh, I will be at the Hall of Fame. Yes, sir. I'll be there this this uh, this coming. I believe it's Friday night. That that's awesome, and I really, really can't wait to actually see you tomorrow, Alex. This is going to be amazing, an amazing week. Uh, very honorable for Christina and I, like me, to work with a childhood hero like like you and then of course uh you know thursday when we have uh at the full throttle pro and like i really cannot wait for this and and tomorrow i promise to save drive on the way there alex because i definitely want to be at your legends and heroes well we're looking forward to having you guys and uh having a great pre-show and uh, we can't wait to uh to perform for the uh for the pro wrestling 2.0 fans Thank you so very much, Alex. So, Alex, let's go ahead and, and do one last, last little plug here for anyone that's just late uh, blooming coming into the show listening. Uh, how can fans tune in, uh, go t- and purchase tickets for your event this coming tomorrow, tomorrow night? Where can fans even follow you, whether it be social media? I know Instagram is a thing now. Uh, or how can even people follow your school in that matter? And where can they catch you next live, Alex? Um, well, you can. Uh, all you gotta do is go to www.prowrestling20.com. Prowrestling20.com. Uh, we've got uh, most of our stuff on there. Matter, mostly all of it. Uh, you can grab tickets online there. You can save five dollars off the door prices if you go there tonight uh, through noon tomorrow. Um, we are we're right. We are one mile from the performance center, the WWE performance center, down the road from from uh, from there. Uh, so we're very close here. Uh, um, uh, in the heart of Orlando, and um, uh, we we run our shows monthly here. Uh, we we have our our school. We're uh, girls' night only for Mondays, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, seven to ten o'clock. It's open ring with uh, Sammy Callahan on Tuesdays, uh, Jesus Rodriguez on Wednesdays, and then on Thursdays we kind of have a guest trainer, you know, sporadically. Billy Gunn comes in occasionally, um, you know, and. Um, uh, a few others pop in, and we don't we don't really advertise a lot, but uh, it comes with the tuition here, so you get a lot for your money here. 
That's awesome, and and uh, maybe uh, Christina, would you would you love to take a, a bump in Alex Porto's ring? <laughs> I know you took a couple bumps in New York uh, with uh, Bronco <laughs> International. Would you would you like to take a couple bumps with Alex? Look, when I was in New York and I went to the uh, BFW uh, Arena and Training School, I it was hard for me to move for the next week after. So, you know, in regards to how busy I'm going to be during WrestleMania, I would like to have my body intact and fully mobile. Uh, no bump. No bump for Christina. <laughs> hey, uh, hey uh, Alex, what if I slip you uh, a 20? I'm only doing this as a joke, but what if I slip you a 20, you, you throw Sammy Callahan in there in the ring, and you make her and make him bump her a couple times? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But Alex, thank you so very much for taking your time on the, uh, to come on. We can't wait to see you tomorrow. We'll be there as early as possible uh, to start setting up with you and help you with everything you need uh, in the venue. But basically, thank you so very much. Yes, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I'm I'm humbled to be here, and and uh, it's been an honor. Thank you so much. All right, my pleasure. Have a great night. You too. Yes, sir. Bye bye now. Bye bye. Guys, that was former WWF superstar and pro wrestling 2.0 coach and the booker for tomorrow's major, major event, the one show that's actually starting up the WrestleMania week of Legends and Heroes 2017. Of course, Mr. Alex the Pug Porto. I grew up watching this man. This has been an amazing episode. Brayden Knight talking about, of course, uh, you know, downtown throwdown, and then, of course, Legends and Heroes. Uh, Christina, this is our go home. So, what do you have to say for our final comments before we kill ourselves all week? Uh, final comments are, you know, if you're working shows, you know, whether you're a, a wrestler, a promoter, a booker, uh, you know, just any sort of talent or just a fan, we're all there just to have as much fun as possible and just to be immersed into the wrestling culture and just be around like-minded people and just have the time of our lives. What it's there for? It's what we want to do. And, you know, if I see you, if I see anybody out there, come say hi, obviously. Come talk with me. Uh, it's going to be an absolute fun, fun time, and I'm very excited. And, and so am I. But, guys, Russell City is just about done. Uh, we will see you all up in Orlando. We cannot wait to see all of you. Make sure you come up to us, whether it's at the Legends and Heroes or the Full Throttle or the OCW on Monday or wherever. Wherever you see us, it's, gonna be, it's not going to be hard to find us, okay? Just find the nerd that's going to be with the good-looking lady, all right? So basically, yes, I'm the nerd, guys. Hello. I'm not a lady. So, guys, uh, make sure that you catch us up in Orlando. Thank you very much for everyone that tunes in to us every week. And enjoy WrestleMania. Christina, good night. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us. Remember to come back next Monday at 6 p.m. right here on Block Talk Radio. And get your dose of reality checks.